to sell a bill they've already signed into law, which, well, that's that's something. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. President Biden is speaking about the bill. Let's take it to the president right now. 150 mayors, all governors except one, constantly going over the granular detail of the implementation of this legislation, that legislation. And the effort put us on a path from crisis to recovery to resurgence. Accordingly, to the oversight board that is of inspectors general, they said we got it done with less than two-tenths of one percent waste or fraud. And that's not what the previous administration did, though. When the Congress last year passed the CARES Act, the CARES Act, the Congress created a committee of inspectors general to make sure every penny of that money was spent as it was directed. But one of the first things the previous administration did was fire the head of the inspector general's committee. So when Congress passed what was intended to be a small business relief program, it instead became a free-for-all for well-connected companies. And mainstream, mainstream businesses from hardware stores to beauty salons that needed the help most were left behind. 400,000 are now gone. We will not let that happen this time. I learned from my experience implementing the Recovery Act just how important it is to have someone who can manage all the moving parts with efficiency, speed, and integrity, and accountability. That's the sort of management we've seen in our fight against the virus with Jeff Zients, our COVID response coordinator. And today, I'm pleased to announce and introduce another gifted manager to coordinate our implementation of the American Rescue Plan, Gene Sperling. Gene will be on the phone with mayors and governors, red states, blue states, the source of constant communication, a source of guidance and support, and above all, a source of accountability for all of us to get the job done. Gene's been here before. The only person in history to serve as director of economic of the National Economic Council twice. He led successful efforts to deliver relief to small businesses and unemployed Americans. What is Joe Biden, Biden doing? Administration and in the Clinton administration. Again, with the idea of we were left with nothing. Uh, the 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 uh, oh the Trump administration they left us nothing. We had to do it all from scratch. We had to do it all ourselves. If it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have this vaccine. What is he? doing does he not know we see him this uh, gene sperling he's from the clinton and the obama administrations well of course everybody's all part of the same team there are no new people there are no new people he's going to lead the oversight of distributing the the 1.9 trillion dollars and all of the boondoggle that's associated with it i mean let's be clear there is a I believe the expression is a crap ton. A crap ton of boondoggle in the COVID relief bill, which has very little to do with COVID. So we're clear. We're we're paying off the debts of San Francisco. That has nothing to do with COVID. That has to do with their poor management. I don't want to pay off their debts. I'm sickened by the fact that I'm paying off their debts. 
And it's very clear and very obvious that Joe Biden knows nothing if he thinks that's the thing that's going to get us to the good place. We're paying off their debt structure. COVID relief bill is awful in this way. Are some people going to get help? Sure. Some people are going to get $1,400 payments. Some of you may already have received it. Although we're hearing reports that some banks might not be able to get it to people to Wednesday, and people are very angry about that. I don't know what to say about whether or not you should be angry about such a thing. Right? I, I, I don't know how else to, you know, what else to say to you. But Joe Biden's entire position is non-unity. Is he still talking, Producer Ari? Yep. All right, bring him back for a second just to see what else we're going to laugh at. Is what the local doctor, what the local preachers, what the local people in the community say. So I urge, I urge all local docs and, and ministers and priests and to talk about why, why it's important to get it to get that vaccine and even after that until everyone is in fact vaccinated to wear this mask and president biden and takes no questions and takes no questions oh i could have called it we could have bet on that oh you you just oh wait he looked at someone he looked at someone did he go back to the podium Ah, good Lord. Good Lord, I think he actually did. He might have actually answered a question. Who knew? Oh, someone got lucky. He answered one question. I guess everything's fine. Now, to that end, let's be clear about a couple of things. Uh, I don't think everything is okay with Joe Biden. But Joe Biden has... He's he's giving the talks. I don't think he speaks with a, a a profoundness, but that could just be his voice at the age of seventy eight. Is he seventy eight? Is that is that it right there? Um, uh, you know, uh, it, it could be that. It could be that he just has his own levels of of, of slip. I think that I think that is uh, w- without question. Right. Uh, I don't think he necessarily walks with a spring in his step or anything else like that. But he gave the speech the other day, and he did it without falling down. He has managed to answer questions before without falling down. Do I like the answers? No. This this is flat-out garbage, this whole Trump administration did nothing thing. And if there was honest journalists out there, if they were out there, they'd be like, yeah, this is garbage. This is garbage. Now, here's the point. They may actually exist. This was a, uh, an NBC reporter asking White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, why are you not giving the Trump administration credit? Let me ask you about the president's uh, speech last night. This was a speech about the anniversary, the last year since the pandemic began. Of course, he spent a lot of time touting the success of vaccines, yet there was no mention of the president under whose administration these vaccines were developed. Does former President Trump not deserve any credit on vaccines? Well, the president himself and and many people in our administration have conveyed that having making the progress that was made, and we've said this publicly, that was made on these vaccines was a Herculean, incredible effort uh, by science and by medical experts. Um, and certainly, we have applauded that in the past, and we are happy to applaud that again. But I would say there is a clear difference, and there 
are clear steps that have been taken since the president took office uh, that have put us in a trajectory that we were not on when he was inaugurated. And leadership starts at the top. Uh, it includes mask wearing. It includes acknowledging there's a pandemic. It includes getting a vaccine in public. But even more importantly than that, it includes putting in place an operational process that it that it can ensure that we have enough vaccines to vaccinate Americans, enough vaccinators, enough vaccine locations. None of that was in place when the president took office. That is such a garbage argument. You're supposed to say, yeah, that's a garbage argument. It is. How are you? What was going to be in place? Now, vaccine was already getting out uh, when Donald Trump left office, but it was just starting to ramp up. They had just gotten the vaccine done. They were just getting approvals. It's it's embarrassing. And the, the worst part is they're, they're convinced that we don't see them. We, we see you. We see you. We know who you are. But they don't stop. And, and I'll give credit to this NBC reporter who kept pushing. That's on distribution and the like. But on the development of the vaccines, it was Operation Warp Speed that was invented executed, initiated under the former president. So in the spirit of bipartisanship and unity last night, as opposed to the first comments, which spoke about the denials in the first days, weeks, and months, why not just say, with credit to the previous administration and the former president for putting us in this position, we are glad that we have been able to move it forward. That is an excellent recommendation as a speechwriter, but we had, the president has spoken to it in the past. He has applauded the work of medical experts. Everything she says is just so... What's the word I'm talking about? Talk down, uh, condescending. There we go. There we go, Tony. Good use of the English language. It's it's so ugly. And what that the speech he gave today, just so remarkably, remarkably ugly. Meanwhile, he's talking about increasing taxes. Oh yeah, and can't come out and say quite clearly that Andrew Cuomo was wrong, maybe because he does the same thing. I've got more on that story coming up. I'm Tony Katz. It's always funny to see the people who don't know what they're talking about try and get engaged in conversations about things they don't know about. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's like when members of Congress try and question uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google about technology things. They don't even know what they're asking. They don't know what it means. They zero. They know zero part of it. They cannot, cannot follow it. They can't keep up. Well, the same thing happens when it comes to firearms and to that let me share with you something taking place in los angeles the office of the mayor eric garcetti wants to engage an anonymous gun buyback because that's the answer that's how you get guns off the streets you buy them back turn in your guns and receive a gift card while supplies last now listen to the disclaimer Please transport your firearm unloaded and in the trunk of your vehicle. Quantities of the gift cards are limited and subject to availability. We reserve the right to limit the number of gift cards an individual may receive regardless of the number of firearms surrendered. 
right? So maybe they don't give $100 or $200. Tony, Tony, wait, wait, wait. Did you say $100 or $200? Oh, oh yeah, did I bury the lead? In California, the city of Los Angeles will pay you $100 or up to $100 for your handgun, shotgun, and rifles, and up to $200 for assault weapons as classified in the state of California, because they know it's not an assault weapon. What that in the world is that? So they just say as they, clarif- as they classify it. So let's say that they think assault weapons are an AR-15. So $100 for a handgun or shotgun, $200 for an AR-15. I'm telling you right now, I will pay that all day long. All day long. Come bring me your gun. You know what? We will go down to, to, a, to a gun store. We'll do it through the FFL. We'll do everything perfect without question. We'll go above board. $100? Go right now to your local gun shop and show me where you're going to find a gun for $100. You just want a revolver, right? You want a simple J-frame. Find it. Go on. Oh, you're going to get it used. Oh, sure you are. Right, because that's what people are doing right now, just giving up their firearms at a time when people are buying firearms like it's their job. Go ahead. Show me where you're going to get that $100 shotgun that isn't made by Nerf. Do you have any idea how insane this is? I'm sorry. I understand that it's voluntary. That's not the argument. It's that they have absolutely no connection to what's going on in the real world and the cost of these firearms. People are buying guns like it's going out of style. Guns and ammo, difficult everywhere. There, there are some places that you can only buy ammunition if you buy a firearm. Oh, everything is going on. If you've got a gun store, I want to hear from you. I mean, never mind why you're not a sponsor of this show. I mean, seriously, what's wrong with you? I want to hear from you. How much? $100 for handguns and shotguns? I'm all in. All in all the time. Now, by the way, just just follow the law with me. Make sure I've got it right. I can purchase it, right? No, I can purchase it. I can then resell it. Just in that resale game, producer Ari, I'm going to at least double my money, but I'm going to triple it. Well, yeah. I mean, you you wouldn't sell it for $100. This is why... It's such a ridiculous idea from the city of Los Angeles. Well, yeah, sure. I'm not going to fault them for dumb ideas. They're used to that. Oh, I'm going to fault them for dumb ideas. I think that's the difference between us, producer Ari. I'm going to fault them for an absolutely ignorant idea. Not only are they not offering anything compared to where the market is, they're letting you know that you might not even get what it is that they're offering. Yeah, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it then. So what's the point of this? The point of this is to look like you're doing something when you're not doing anything. This is not even beginning to understand the market. This is about, hey, look at how good we are. If you really want guns off the street, you'll spend the money to get guns off the street. And I'm not even arguing with you that you shouldn't be getting guns off the street. You know, it's, why not? I don't think that that's a bad idea, but look how disconnected they are from reality. 
A follow-up to a story I did last week about, I think it was Switzerland, that decided they were going to ban the burqa in public. Can't wear a burqa in public. Sri Lanka just did the same. What's going on that I don't know about? Sri Lanka has announced plan to ban the wearing of burqas and is going to close more than 1,000 madrasas. Madrasas are these Islamic schools, and very often we look at madrasas in, in, in the Middle East, and uh, the, the teaching of radicalism, uh, and, and as terrorist hotbeds. That's, I mean, people can, can say, how dare you, but I'm right. They're citing national security that they're going to close more than a thousand of these. The Minister of Public Security signed a paper on Friday seeking the approval of the cabinet of ministers to ban burqas. The burqa has a direct impact on national security. In our early days, we had a lot of Muslim friends, but Muslim women and girls never wore the burqa. It is a sign of religious extremism that came about recently. We will definitely ban it. Well, let's see what happens to the people of Sri Lanka. It was uh, temporarily banned in 2019 after the Easter Sunday bombing attacks on churches and hotels in Sri Lanka that killed more than 260 people. You for- How easily we forget. How easily we forget. Two local Muslim groups, which had pledged the allegiance to uh, ISIS, had been blamed for the attacks. And so now they're saying, okay, we're done here. But the fact that it's going on in, 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 in Switzerland, and it's going on in, in Sri Lanka, are we seeing a bit of pushback? And are we, seeing, are we going to see this grow? And when will we be told that this is uh, anti-Islam fervor or Islamophobia? Maybe they have reasons to say, yeah, we're just not interested in what it is you're saying. We're not telling you you can't be Muslim. We're telling you that this specific thing can't happen. We're not going to have places where indoctrination uh, can happen. I'm not saying it's happening at every madrasa, by the way. Very curious what happens in the responses by the world and the United States for Sri Lanka. And Switzerland. This is Tony Katz today. So the Grammys took place last night, and I didn't know it. I, I, I had no idea that the Grammys were, were, were taking place. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. Well, looking at some of the photos, right? Of course, you know, what, who was wearing what? And the red carpet fashion is all the rage. Someone pointed out uh, a, uh, an artist named Doja Cat. Do you know who that is? Producer Ari? Uh, no. Okay. I, I wasn't that familiar with her uh, either. Um, she's wearing, and people were talking about it, she was wearing a dress that at the bottom was basically green feathers, and the top was basically open to below her belly button. Very reminiscent in terms of look, not in, in, or, or style, not necessarily look, of that J-Lo dress that really propelled her into stardom, right, Jennifer Lopez? You know what I'm talking about about that dress. Yes, you do. Of course you do. And that's the point. Um, this has all been done, guys. We live in the world of internet porn. You don't have to get naked for us. We, we, we've seen all this before. You got to start finding style that is style. Now, maybe it's because every generation is new. 
And for these people, you're you're doing something that is new uh, to, to to them, right? Uh, people were scantily clad before Jennifer Lopez was scantily clad. She just, well, managed to do it better than everybody else is basically what I would go with right there. She she clearly, clearly did it better uh, than, than, than everybody else. But I, I just, I looked at it, I said, all right, I, I've seen this before. As for who won and who lost, honestly, it was, there was uh, Taylor Swift and there was someone called her who I don't even know. And then there was uh, uh, Billie Eilish. Okay, great. Congratulations. Congratulations, right? It's you're 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 not making music for me. That's obvious, right? I can appreciate that and accept that. I'm not your core audience. I'm never going to stop you uh, from making it. But it seems that the Grammys are very much not interested in even trying to reach me, which I think is in and of itself a mistake. But they're trying just to make sure that they're they're woke as as possible. Then came the Oscar nominations. And the only thing you're going to hear about the Oscar nominations is about a guy by the name of Steven Yoon. I don't, I don't know the actor, Steven Yoon. It's from uh, a, a film called Minari. Have you seen this, producer Ari? I have not, even though the last three letters of that movie are phenomenal. Right. The, Minari, M-I-N-A-R-I. Uh, Steve, Steven Yoon is the first... Asian, is he Asian American? I don't Asian know American. how people to uh, ever be nominated for an Academy Award for for an actor uh, Academy Award. Okay, well, if that's the only thing we're talking about. Let me go through who's going to win all the Academy Awards because this the Oscars will be the Oscars of woke, right? Now, who's going to win Best Picture? I, I don't have an, an, an answer uh, uh, for you. And who's going to win uh, Best Director? Well, who checks the most boxes? Will it be Lee Isaac Chung for Minari or, or Chloe, Chloe Zhao uh, for Nomadland? Best Actor will be Steven Yeun for Minari. And Best Actress in a Leading Role will either be Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom or it'll be Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Right? If we're going by the rules of woke, we don't even have to do work. Now, for best actor in a supporting role, one could think it will go to Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. But it could equally go to Sasha Baron Cohen in The Trial of the Chicago 7 because A, he is sufficiently woke, and B, uh, the, the Trial of the Chicago 7 just proves that we're all of a sudden Abby Hoffman friends again, or, or fans again, when we haven't really done enough research on Abby Hoffman. He did good in the role, though. Uh, I'm sure he did. But that won't be the reason that he wins. It'll be because we are now supporting the radicalness of fighting against the man. And the political left isn't even bright enough to realize that they're the freaking man, man. That's the story. Best actress in a supporting role. Well, it could be uh, Maria uh, Bakalova, who is in Borat's subsequent movie film. She should win. Right? Or it's going to be Yu Jung Yoon. For Minari. See what we're doing? We, we don't have to look at Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy. No, 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 no. The fact that she was excellent in the role, pfft, meaningless. They've told us what's going to win.
They told us by not talking about films or about parts, but by pointing out the characteristic of the actor that isn't supposed to matter, it's supposed to be the acting that counts. So when I look at best animated feature film, there's only one answer, and the winner is Soul from Pixar. What else is nominated? Onward, Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, a Farmageddon, and Wolfwalkers. Yeah, no, Soul was good. Right? I'm not even arguing that it wasn't. I am saying that no one's even going to question if it was. This is what they, the elites, the people of the Academy are saying. And I think it's quite all right that they live in their insanity. It doesn't move me. It's not going to get me crazy. They're trying to sort out their own bigotry. Well, let them. Let them sort it out. Let them figure it out. I'm just going to sit back with a bourbon and pay no attention. I am going to pay attention to this. There's a group called Black Voters Matter. And I don't know uh, the, the woman who, who runs it. Is, it. is it Latasha Brown? Is that her name? It could, it could be her name. I think I think I have it right. Um, yes, uh, Black Voters Matter, Latasha Brown. And she is very opposed to voter ID. You know, I think that the next move is, I think when we're looking at what's happening in the Senate right now, we're going to have to end the filibuster. You know, I just don't anticipate that the Republicans have enough integrity or courage that they would literally stand for voting rights. Matter of fact, they've been quite open about not only their racism, but they've been very open about their intention to really be able to shut the process, to close the process so that all Americans are not participating. And so I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to see the Senate, they're going to have to end the filibuster so that we can get some sweeping changes made in this country that is going to expand it for all Americans. So, so that's a- all Republicans are racists. It's wrong to have voter ID. We have to end the filibuster so we can have sweeping changes. Who's the bigot, Latasha Brown? This is the way people talk now. This is the way people think now. This is the way people act now. There, there's no conversation. There's no debating uh, the, um, the, 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 the basics. If you think someone can't get a voter ID because of the color of their skin, you're the bigot. You, Latasha Brown, if you believe that someone who is black can't get an identification card, you're the bigot. My faith is 100%. You, well, you'll have to explain it to everybody else. The only reason not to have voter ID is to be able to perpetuate a fraud. Or perpetrate, not perpetuate, perpetrate a fraud. It's the only reason not to believe in voter ID. There is no other reason that exists. You can talk about it, scream about it, cry about it, yell about it, argue about it, discuss it. You can bring about any type of oratory you choose. It's not going to change the facts. If you oppose voter ID, you favor fraud. And if you believe that people who are black or Hispanic or pick your whatever can't get an ID, that it's racist for the demand they get an ID, well, then you're the bigot. A bigot. We're done. 
I dismiss you. You have no power over me or over us. You have no value you bring to the conversation. Believing that somebody who is black can't get an ID is a bigotry I want nothing to do with. You are just a bad person if you believe such a thing. I mean, I can't stop you from believing it, but I sure as heck aren't going to let you influence me. And who's going to let Brian Stelter influence the media? That story up next. I'm Tony Katz. So this hatred for Tucker Carlson, man, this is, this is bordering on fetish, right? Just full-on fetish. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Now, there's the fetish from the Biden team as they are looking to actually uh, raise taxes on Americans. <laughs> this is the plan. Their plan is to increase uh, taxes, increase the capital gains tax, uh, increase taxes on people over $400,000. I mean, that, that, that's hateful as I see it. But they just passed a $1.9 trillion coronavirus deal that has nothing to do at all, or I should say very little to do, um, with, uh, has very little to do with actually coronavirus relief. Right? Less than 10% of it is coronavirus relief. We're paying off the debts of, of San Francisco. But that's not going to stop them. They're going to say, we got this thing done, $1.9 trillion, Now we need the money for it. So the answer is, uh, you pay more. It might not be you. It's going to be somebody else. And what do you care if somebody else pays more? That's today. Tomorrow it's you. You're not rich today, but eventually you will be rich because the number has to keep coming down. As Margaret Thatcher said, and surprisingly well, the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. That's what happens. Eventually you run out of other people's money. That's how it goes. But I wanted to get into this Tucker Carlson hate. Tucker must really be doing a number on people. Now, full disclosure, I don't have cable. I don't watch. I don't. I don't watch for two reasons. I'm not mad at, at Tucker. I've done his show before. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm not mad at the man whatsoever. I actually like him now more than I did when he first started the show. In that, and when he first started the show, he had on people who clearly were not capable of carrying a tune, never mind engaging him in a conversation, and he just run circles around them, and I did not find that interesting. But Tucker is getting more and more into things of theory, and he has been for a few years now. And some people want to say, well, well, it's just straight-up white supremacy. That's what you're getting from Tucker Carlson. Okay. White supremacist groups get their talking points from Tucker Carlson. If you say so. I don't know what a white supremacist group does. And I don't know if you're Tucker Carlson, if you're supposed to respond to every crackpot group out there. All I know is I've got a lot of college students who get their talking points from communist Bernie Sanders, and I think that's pretty disgusting. I'm no fan of white supremacists. They want me dead. But if you ask me to rank the things, I'm much more worried about communism. Me, personally, I'm more worried about communism. And there seems to be no worries in America about these commies and their ability to get things done. This, this, this horrific lie 
that they tell about communism and it keeps coming back generation after generation and they won't admit to the fact that they're the most murderous people in history. Stalin, Lenin, Mao. Oh, no, 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 no. They did it wrong. We're going to do it better. Sure you will because you call yourself democratic socialists. (laughs) No, that's not the way it works. But man, do they get angry at Tucker Carlson. Brian Stelter is now leading the charge. Not having Donald Trump anymore has affected the CNN uh, host of the show, Reliable Sources, which is completely unreliable. And his answer is up. Got to find a new enemy. Even though Republicans are out of power right now, the use of the media, their use of the media has a major impact on the Democrats and on political dysfunction. So this, what I'm about to say, directly impacts President Biden and his administration. All right. Are you ready for it? Here's my conclusion. Tucker Carlson is the new Donald Trump. Tucker has taken Trump's place as a right-wing leader, as an outrage generator, as a fire starter. And it's all happening on Fox, just like Trump's campaign did. Which means Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch are ultimately responsible. I mean, think about all the ways these two men are similar. Every day, Carlson is throwing bombs, making online memes, offending millions of people, also delighting millions of others, tapping into white male rage and resentment, uh, stoking uh, distrust of big tech in the media, generally coarsening the discourse, never apologizing for anything, and setting the GOP's agenda. We can all agree that Brian Stelter's terrible in bed, right? That, that, that's my take. That is my takeaway from that bit of insanity. Did I, did, I, did I do that wrong? Tucker Carlson is setting the agenda for the GOP. Tucker Carlson is coarsening the debate. Not you. Not CNN. Not CNN. Meghan Markle accuses the royal family of racism without an an ounce of proof. Don Lemon goes on to say, well, of course, anybody who disagrees is a racist. And it's Tucker who's coarsening the... What What are you talking about? Why do you continue to do this? And the answer is because you've got nothing. You're not a good host. You don't have a good show. You don't have what it takes to have a good show. You don't know how to prepare a good show. You don't know how to dig for information. You don't know how to bring out the best of a guest. What you have is low-hanging fruit, and the guy who had the biggest tree of low-hanging fruit is no longer in office. So you got to go to the next biggest tree, because that's all you have. Now, I don't have cable, but you you know why I don't watch cable news? Because I never want somebody else's thought in my head. It's the same reason I don't listen to podcasts. I have podcasts. I want you to listen to it. I want you to go uh, to TonyCats.com and click on podcasts and subscribe, or is it follow right there? Of course I do. Do that right now. TonyCats.com. Click on podcasts on the top right. Boom. You'll be able to find it there at Apple Podcasts or at Rumble, whichever you want to do. Find it at Apple Podcasts and, and subscribe or follow. But I want to be able to give you my thoughts and my ideas. I don't want anybody else's idea in my head. But I have a lot of ideas. Brian Stelter has none and desperately needs these people 
to give him something to do. When he's done with Tucker, if let's say Tucker was forced off the air, he'll move on to the me- to the next. This is his show. Have no mind, just attack people who are better at doing it than he is. I don't feel sad for him. He's just sad in general. I'm Tony Katz.